0: If you're listening to this episode, make sure to stick around to the end to hear a special performance by our guest. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Revolutionize the Stage podcast presented to you by Venue Live. I'm Emily Heidel, and we have a lovely, our first artist guest here on the podcast. Hello. Dang. Hello, good hello. To hello. Nice, <laughs> nice of you to be here with us.
1: Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Good, good. Well, um, maybe, do you want to give a short introduction of who you are?
1: Uh, sure. Um, my name's Jang. Mm-hmm. Um, I am um, South Korean, mm-hmm. but um, for the most of my life, I've been um, traveling abroad, mm-hmm. um, been um, living and studying abroad. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of my influences are from um, from everywhere, just um, China, um, some Uh, some from America, the UK, and so um, I've been, I've been privileged enough to um, meet a lot of different uh, great people and um, get to experience a lot of um, different uh, great music, and I fell in love with music uh, in the middle of um, just living my own life, Mm -hmm. and um, now I pretty much um, fall in love with science as well as music, so um, as a job, I'm um, pr- I'm working as a quality assurance in um, in a biopharmaceutical company, mm-hmm. and I am also um, a musician in some senses. But um, mm-hmm. we can talk a little bit more about that later on.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jang and I met um, at a lovely establishment in Taiwan, um, a bar called Pumpkin. Good times. Yep. It was very crowded. Yes. Um, funny group of people um, but since then you know uh, you did tell me the second time we met that you do enjoy music and you you know create your own music and you reached out um on behalf of your newest or your first album uh, right
1: it's my f- it's sort of my first indie rock album, oh, um, first I've, indie rock album. I've worked on two different out al- two mm-hmm. um, other two albums mm-hmm. um which were more sort of um darker and um sort of prog rock Folk rock based mm. albums, um, which I could share, but it's under the name uh, Rev Hill, mm. and one's called Good Nature, and the other is called um, I Might Be Food for Thought. I Might Be Wrong. Uh, oh. It's quite it's quite verbose, but um, those are the two uh, two albums that <laughs> mm-hmm. I've worked on, and there are also other singles that I worked on, mm-hmm. which are all mainly dark um, sort of prog rock albums, oh. rock songs. But this is the first one which is actually sort of gleeful and sort of bright. Okay. Um, And I wanted to do something gleeful and bright Uh um, because um, it it was so upbeat in general and so um, bright that um, I just wanted to have that new experience.
0: Wait, so prog rock, it's progressive rock, Yes, progressive rock. What does that that mean? Uh, I'm not familiar with the
1: rock realm at all. It's in certain senses mean really nothing um, because it's trying to say that they're trying to be progressive, Um. which means um, they're trying to do something sort of experimental, Mm -hmm. something that's sort of out of the norm, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But that's all really to do with, you know, the ears Mm -hmm. of the people, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Certain things do sound progressive to Mm -hmm. people. They may not necessarily sound progressive to you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the progressive rock genre um, has been generally um, been um, categorized for mm. like a lot of bands. Like okay. a lot of bands are n- known for um, prog rock. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, Radiohead. Kind of... Radiohead. Uh, example. okay, so. okay,
0: interesting. And then the other one was you said prog rock
1: and prog rock and indie rock, and Pro- indie. folk rock. Folk, folk, folk rock. rock. Yes.
0: What's an example of folk rock?
1: Folk rock is anything sort of involving, like you the know, Eagles. Uh, yeah, well, e- the Eagles do uh, folk rock at certain oh, okay. times, yes, for sure. Um, but folk rock is to do with, anything to do with, like, using the old classical uh, instruments, oh. including, like, the violin, the fiddle, oh. cello, or um, the lutes, even. Uh, so
0: I'm going to say something, and it's probably going to, like, it's, sorry, rock fans. I know Bob Dylan's an amazing, you know,
1: Artist, yeah. Does he do folk rock? He is absolutely folk rock. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Um, I mean, he he is a singer songwriter, mm-hmm. and um, he does his own um, own sort of guitar and singing, and mm. the the lyrics, I mean, uh, are amazing. But um, the stuff he does um, involve a lot of um, a lot of old classical um, instruments as well.
0: Mm, okay, okay, okay. That's good to know. For people that aren't are you know that listen to this podcast, you may be a rock you know, aficionado, maybe you aren't, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. not, so I'm glad that you have explained this and put it into layman's terms for us non-rock aficionados. Sure. But you are now doing indie rock, or this album is indie rock, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty okay. much,
1: more or less. Um, I would sort of categorize it as um, comedy rock as well. Indie is also sort of a... Comedy rock. General term. Um, That's a thing? Comedy rock is a thing. It's definitely a what? thing. Okay. There are so many different genres in rock. You can, It's. it's just...
0: What is comedy rock? I mean, I, I mean, I assume it, it doesn't mean exactly what what it, it, it pretty means. much
1: is it exactly what it means. Ah. Um, people may uh-huh. not really get the comedy of my songs, mm-hmm. um, but in snippets, mm-hmm. there are um, certain times where um, I'll put in something completely non sequitur or just mm-hmm. really sort of feels slapstick. You know what I mean? I see. Okay,
0: yeah. S- okay. I I would love for you to give us an example of it in in one of your songs so that we can know, but before we get to that, um, so a mix of comedy and a mix of indie rock, um, and why did you, okay, first of all, we haven't even introduced the album, that is my fault. The name of the album is?
1: It's Amidori Hunkidori.
0: Okay, and that, you know, that does sound, it's a funny name. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What was the reasoning behind that name?
1: Um, Because, well, it's one of the reasons is because the album is comedy. Um, in some senses. It's a comedy that I really wanted to express my own sort of uh, creativity. Mm -hmm. And comedy is actually one of the um, hardest things to actually um, be creative with. Mm. Um, But it calls for a lot of different possibilities. That's one of the reasons why it's so hard. And um, people might take it the wrong way or Mm -hmm. the right way. And I I just really, really wanted to um, challenge myself Mm -hmm. and do something that's fun imaginative um, as can be. Mm -hmm. Um, I admit it's a very, very um, difficult process, but I had fun all the way through it.
0: Mm. How long did it take for you to create it?
1: It took me, so I conceived it um, seven or eight odd years ago. It's been a while since I've actually conceived the general backbone Mm -hmm. of the album. Mm -hmm. But I actually started recording it in March this year. Mm -hmm. And so it took me about six months so uh pretty much yeah. without stop
0: wow okay wow time is flying I, the fact that you just said marge was six months ago like oh jesus christ <laughs> I, I
1: can't believe that i finished this album i mean that's In six months that's, that's a, pretty quick yeah. right that's wow. a test of time so yeah
0: yeah so and actually now i'm thinking about it you said you've worked on two other albums did it take as long as this one um, or shorter or
1: it took shorter because okay. um at the at that time i wasn't ex- as experienced mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't really aware of a lot of the, the factors that I had to take into account when mm-hmm. I was recording at the time. Like what? Um, like the um, overall space of the recording booth and oh, okay. how I, uh, how I um, sort of dampen my overall room because the overall acoustics of the room can really cause for a lot, a lot of reverb okay. um, or make it so that it feels snug. Okay. without any uh, echo or reverb uh-huh. all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. counts to a T um, oh, okay. and um, in this particular album I definitely did uh, pay attention to those oh. but there was only so much that I can control okay. uh, and it, it's with every recording I mean there is no perfect recording mm-hmm. but um, I'm not saying that this particular album is absolutely studio quality but mm-hmm. it's um, it's a quality that I uh, stood by with and Um, I really found fascinating in its own right.
0: Mm, So I know that there's, when people are like, I came out with like a studio album compared to like an EP. I know studio albums really take, it's a lot of money to put into because it's a literal studio that you're booking Mm, out. Absolutely. To me, like listening to your album, like I couldn't, I could have, I was listening, I first turned it on and I was like, oh, this is like really nice quality. I couldn't tell the difference, but like, Mm. I'm sorry, like you said some i mean you know someone with a trained musical producing oh, ear like you could tell the difference
1: oh uh, yeah absolutely i mean someone who is trained mm-hmm. um even even um yeah, uh trained people could really ta- tell the differences mm-hmm. um i mean I, I recorded it myself, so i i know I should know mm-hmm. pretty much mm-hmm. um but um there is a a defined um difference, but mm-hmm. then um there are, there were moments. I mean, it, it depends on the time when I hear it again. Mm-hmm. But at times, I do um, sort of wish that there was this studio quality that I I um, I stuck with mm-hmm. and uh, contacted a producer mm. uh, or something so that we can work with it. And um, I'll have less hands to you know work on different things and mm. just concentrate on one thing. You know, yeah. Um, that'll that'll be a um, a lot more synergistic, I guess.
0: How many people were involved in creating it?
1: Um. So. I am, I am the only uh, person who actually uh, produced the music. So this.
0: you're playing the drums in the background too. So the,
1: the drums were made using a, a really good software um, called Toontrack. Oh. Um, they have, really really good sound quality pre-recorded drums, oh. uh, which were basically recorded in this, really huge American studio. Mm-hmm. I believe it was somewhere in uh, California. Mm -hmm. The other versions, like a lower version, and it was actually um, recorded in Abbey Road Studio. Oh, wow. Um, So this is supposed to be sort of higher um, grade uh, uh, program, but then it really is to do with um, whether you want it in a big studio or a small studio. So Mm -hmm. most studios could be better because of the less less reverb in the sound.
0: Oh, so bigger? you would think a bigger I mean it makes sense but you would think anything that's bigger like a bigger studio would give mm. you would would be higher quality?
1: Oh, uh, not necessarily. I don't I don't think it's necessarily so.
0: So what's the what's the point in having a bigger studio then?
1: Um if you have a huge like band? a huge ensemble or a band uh, uh, where you have like a string section yeah. and you know you you're re- you're recording this OST for a movie yeah. or something. Um it's it's uh, more convenient to um, um, to contain them, I guess, uh. as well as um, the reverb. Also, could add to the musical mm. uh, soundingness, I suppose. I see. Of of the whole thing, but then um, it depends on what you need. It, dep- it depends on what you want mm. in in the sound, I suppose.
0: Okay interesting wow so you were the really the only one in, so i was like when i heard the drums i was like oh like oh i guess he had like someone else like on the side helping him mm. or like to mix it so you were literally doing every single part
1: yeah so the composition of the drums have been done by myself but yeah then the performance was done by the computer i suppose oh okay yeah. so <laughs>
0: two people involved i'm kidding um thanks okay. to my msi <laughs> yeah exactly ai where are you um okay so you you were the only one involved in it so you Okay, also, sorry, my questions are jumping around as I'm thinking of them, but, oh, yeah. you know, uh, if you guys listen to Amadori, Hunky Dory, which can be found on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify, yeah, um, you will hear that a lot of it is uh, is instrumental, but some of it is, there's lyric, I, mean, not, I would say like half and half is lyrics, half is like instrumental. Sure. Um, yeah. And I, I will say some of the lyrics, I was like, oh, this is interesting, like, you know, you start, mm. like you'll be singing, and then you start talking and then about like making tea and how delicious it is or something. Mm. And then another one you like have like random little like sounds inserted. Like how did that come together that, you know, for each song, I guess, the um, vibe.
1: I think in this day and age, if you um, look into a lot of indie stuff, mm-hmm. um, a, lot of, a lot of underground stuff, mm-hmm. um, there are people who especially become um, um, experimental with the sound, but also with the lyrics as well. Mm. And so um, you don't want to stay with the norm of um, trying to come up with a meaning uh, to the lyrics, mm. I suppose. Okay. Because if you try too much, it becomes a sort of a construct that you can't get out of. Yeah. And so I tried something comedy because. Um, it, comedy was outside the norm. No, nobody tries to be funny with lyrics, um, mm. normally speaking. So, in comedy. Uh, in, in music.
0: In, in music. Uh, oh, so nobody, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. You're yeah. right. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, to think outside the box in that way, I, I wanted to introduce some funny lyrics to raise the uh, intrigue bar, I suppose, mm. in the songs.
0: What do you want people to feel when they listen to your music? I
1: wanted, I wanted them to feel tickled. Like <laughs> It it really is um, just
0: physically tickled or just like hmm funny chuckle maybe both <laughs> okay <laughs> okay just uh-huh. when
1: when they listen to it they just don't care they just listen and then all of a sudden they hear just really off the spot just bonkers crazy stuff like well not not bonkers crazy but it's off something it's is off. off. It's wrong. <laughs> oh,
0: so you want people to be like, this isn't right, like, yeah. or not right, but like this is oh, this is strange. Yeah,
1: this is strange. Or um, yeah, if it's wrong, it, it could be better. I don't know, but um, just something strange, mm-hmm. and then it catches their attention, mm. you know, and they say, oh. Oh, ew! <laughs> All that kind of stuff? <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. Who wants their album to be like received as ew? That's so. That's that's very interesting. And and like you said, a lot of people in music don't try to. They don't try to. They. It's usually they try to be deep, or it tries to be like more and more. These days. I don't know. Mm. I'm if I'm being honest, I'm the type of person that listens to music for the beats, and I don't. I rarely listen. Like it takes me six months to be like, oh. Mm. Oh, mm. like that's what they're saying, really? I Maybe that. I don't yeah. want to listen to that song, but I keep listening to it. You know?
1: Yeah, it's it's really tiring to actually try to find the meaning of anything, um, and so trying to get deep into a song gets really tiring. It's it gets tiring mm. with any kind of art, mm-hmm. and so um, to be really all that perceptive mm-hmm. um, is is sort of impossible, in my opinion. Mm. And so to uh, help facilitate mm-hmm. that sort of perceptiveness. Mm-hmm. I think is the better way for a musician. It's the it's the musician's job, the, mm. the artist's job, mm. to do so.
0: Okay. So, and and thinking of the the different sounds that are in your your album, um, a lot of it does give like a rock sort of vibe, or it is rock, like you said, um, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. Um, I actually saved a couple of them on my like liked things you know playlist on uh, Spotify mm-hmm. but there's this one song that starts off really 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 soft it's like a bossa nova type like yeah but it's not the bossa nova s- bossa bossa I may want to that right bossa like um how do I say like there's a song that has the name bossa in it
1: I, I can't even really remember my <laughs> songs <laughs> well
0: there's the one right before that that is bossa not- blues yeah, before blues. Balsa,
1: Balsa Blues, there's uh, another
0: song that has... It's really, really, really light. Really papaya. Sweet. Papaya. That. Yeah. Yes, that song. And I was like, wow, this sounds really... And I was like, what am I listening to? It was really, really soft and like, I don't know. I felt like I was somewhere in mm. Brazil. like, mm. But it was like, the sound I was hearing was way mm. off in the distance. It was really nice. I,
1: I was actually um, very intrigued by the Portuguese language. And mm. so um, part of it was to introduce that sort of percussive sound, Mm -hmm. not necessarily uh, introduce the Portuguese language, Mm -hmm. um, because I think it has more elements of Korean than any other language, to be honest. And that's what it's sort of supposed to be. Mm. Um, And so the whole album is sort of 85% English, 15% gibberish. And um, um, with that gibberish, I wanted to make something musical.
0: How did the gibberish come together?
1: the gibberish came naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, with all ide- like all ideas, um, mm-hmm. it starts with walking somewhere, just pacing, um, mm. because um, if you're pace, um, you really have all that um, free space within your mind to mm. think about mm-hmm. um, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And um, throughout that process, I came up with the uh, the general sort of Chords okay. for the song and uh, I really wanted that sort of soft kind of jazzy uh, voice mm-hmm. that to accompany w- uh, with that mm-hmm. and um, create a whole kind of Havana's feel to mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. um, it's yeah the, the I, I had a sp- very specific percussive sound mm-hmm. in the vocals that I really really wanted mm-hmm. and so naturally the lyrics uh, came to me just like that um, it's it's not specifically like that, but mm. in, it's in the general right direction. I used um, DistroKid to distribute my music, and so that's how DistroKid. Yeah, DistroKid oh. is like the the platform for distributing your own al- album and stuff, and so cool. um, that's it how it's going. Does money it. to yeah. do that? Um, it's it's very, but it's fairly cheap. It's it's uh, convenient for a lot of musicians.
0: So does it put it out on every single platform, or just like a couple?
1: Um, Pretty much all the main main ones. Okay. That's how I got it on iTunes and um, Ah. Spotify.
0: So Distro Kid or Kit? Kid. Kid. Distro Kid. Distro Kid. Okay, interesting. Um, And what was your reasoning for choosing to make you know eighty five percent of the album in English? compared to like maybe mixing in uh, like Korean that you know. And
1: well, like it's simply because um, that one song um, I thought definitely could benefit from um, not putting in um, English. Well, at, at certain points there will be mm-hmm. a little bit of English, but mm-hmm. um, um, it would be predicated on a completely different sort of Lord of the Rings kind of lore oh. uh, language that I would want not saying that it is, but it's, it's, a, it's a language that I made up, so.
0: Oh, sh- wait, actually? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Oh, okay, oh, okay. No. I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs> I see. Wow. Lord of the Rings. You know what? That would be quite interesting to. I feel like that's something like.
1: Because Lord of the Rings is actually sort of um, sophisticated. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, the, it, it, I, I tried to put in some sophistication into uh-huh. this. Um, although um, I guess it, there's only so much you can do in a five minute song, six minute mm. song.
0: Was there a story you were trying to tell, like a comedic story you were trying to tell throughout that album at all?
1: Um,
0: or did you want it, it was kind of just like a hodgepodge of like these are some songs I think like you know yeah it it's, you
1: know? it doesn't really um, it doesn't really connect together mm. um, into a into a big narrative mm. um, they all have um, stories of their own I suppose I see um,
0: were you feeling is there any song that you can think of you you were feeling a particular way. And you wanted to write that song because of that feeling, or is it kind of like you said, like you Yana just like chilling?
1: Um, it's it's always the melody. It's the melody always comes first. Well, the overall sound comes first. Mm-hmm. Like something catchy comes up, mm-hmm. then I'll I'll just um, I'll just keep it to mm-hmm. the side and um, and use it for later. Mm. And so the meaning doesn't really come necessarily together. Um, I tried putting in meaning in some other songs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but not necessarily these ones.
0: So there wasn't any sort of like overwhelming emotion for any of the songs that you've, mm. that you can remember that sparked the, the sound that you wanted to come out of such a song?
1: Um, it's, it's not anything sort of em- emotional in the sense that mm-hmm. it's you know intense sadness or mm-hmm. anything, but um, maybe Glee, maybe sort of swagger in certain senses
0: Um, which song had the swagger oh
1: never gonna say no
0: never gonna say no okay okay
1: Um, because that's a very sort of country twang kind of sound Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of hard rock in it as well Mm. and so um, together I wanted to I actually had a music video idea for that Mm. and that's sort of ties in with the album cover as well Um, the Jack hit. Is supposed to be um, like a scene from the music video that I um, have as an idea. Oh, and so I, I actually couldn't um, accomplish a lot of other things that mm-hmm. I wanted to in this mm-hmm. album, uh, which tie in uh, together. Uh, and it's a basically, I, basically, um, the whole thing is um, shot in Brazil or Portugal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, there's this kid who visits a supermarket and gets mm-hmm. this chocolate bar, mm-hmm. and he eats that, and then he gets. Uh, activated, you
0: no. Know? Oh, okay. And
1: then the music kicks in, and mm-hmm. he starts skipping along the road, um, like uh, an adult, basically, mm-hmm. like um, like John Travolta in Saturday Night, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, favorite, huh? Yeah, and oh, all that kind of stuff.
0: I see. Oh, that's
1: cute. Yeah, it. it the whole thing is like um, a chocolate bar advertisement.
0: Ah, uh, eat a Snickers. Yeah. You're not yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you feel better after Snickers. You'll feel better. That is not a sponsorship or not an ad. We are not sponsored by <laughs> Snickers. But if Snickers wants to sponsor us, we will eat yep. all of your. Candy. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so then, so, uh, and, and I think when, uh, towards the beginning when I asked, so, actually, guys, as we were talking, I will definitely show a picture. I, I would have already put it in of the album cover, which, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like when I first saw it, I was like, "What is this? Did you draw it?"
1: Uh, I got, um, I got another um, person to actually work on it. Um, Mm. I I actually um, used Fiverr to find the right person to uh, actually um, make this artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a really hard process because I had a very specific image in mind, as you can tell. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually I got this person um, called Irit Mm -hmm. uh, Moglowski, I Mm -hmm. think. I hope I'm pronouncing this the name right, mm-hmm. but um, she worked. Uh, she's from Israel, and mm-hmm. she actually uh, worked on this album mm-hmm. with me um, consistently, and got this, you know, wonderful work of art.
0: Um, how long did it take for you to go back and forth? Because I'm I'm very familiar with when you're working in that sense. It's just like a back and forth, and back, mm. can you change this. Can you change yep. that? Yeah, yeah.
1: To be honest, um, I also worked with other artists mm-hmm. um, before her mm-hmm. and uh, was not satisfied with it. And mm-hmm. so um, um, after like draft after draft, um, um, it only made me realize in the middle that it was just going in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I changed like two times or something. Mm-hmm. And she she was also in that moment where um, I wasn't sure, because I'm not an artist myself. Mm-hmm. I don't draw stuff. Mm-hmm. and so. I don't know the overall process of how exactly um, the artwork um, comes to light. Mm -hmm. I I had my doubts, but in the end, um, I shouldn't have. You know, and good thing that I uh, stuck by with it.
0: So ATO Entertainment, like you said, is the Mm -hmm. the label label that you're Mm -hmm. signed under, um, and they they are acting as a distributor for you. Yeah. Um, With that being said, though, you know. A lot of people do music for a hobby. I have a lot of friends that, you know, have that have their main career and then they have like a sort of side hustle. Is this something like that, and it, or is it more of a hobby where you just really enjoy it and you want to get your 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 thoughts and art out there? Or is it something that like, you know, if it kicks off, then I'll go with it type thing. Um, and you're like really focusing on that.
1: With all honesty, it's um, I feel like it's a hobby at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, But um, the whole point of doing this is um, because it's been in my DNA Mm. forever and um, it's also something original to me. Mm. It's um, all of the stuff that I, the music I produce and make um, are holistically my own. And Mm. so um, I I have a feeling that um, I have something to share Mm -hmm. um, with the public Mm. on um, certain things. Um, certain motions um, through the artworks that I make.
0: Mm, I see. Okay, so it, so you're saying that you're going to continue to do this? Yeah. And, you know, if it does become something, then it does, right? Whatever it becomes, Whatever it I'll,
1: becomes. I'll follow it through.
0: Nice. I love that. Wow. Um, so for other people who are kind of starting from scratch, Similarly, but you know, want to maybe be signed under you know a, a label of some sort. Like, what kind of advice would you have for them? You know, if they want to continue to do music like from their heart and you know pursue that dream.
1: Um, well, I I would say um, start from the start from the roots. Um, really be honest to yourself mm-hmm. and say what music really moves you. Um, what really makes you feel this emotion and feels like um, there is a point to it, mm-hmm. and um, really stick to that music and try and um, create that kind of feel uh, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also a question of whether y- whether you are a performer as well as whether you are um, a, a songwriter. I think composition and performing are two different um, brains. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, with, perform- with performing as well as songwriting, um, there also comes a lot of um, thinking on the spot mm-hmm. and improvising. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the way you go about them mm-hmm. in those diff- two different areas are quite different. Mm. And so um, in finding out yourself, I think you have to experiment. Really just um, get your foot in the door and um, try out everything. Mm.
0: That's really good advice. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting composition and performing are two different brains Mm -hmm. and that's why yeah a lot of producers like do have you know they'll have their own songs but it ends up being like they just stick to being producers or they're Mm -hmm. like a DJ Khaled and they somehow get their name out there and they they somehow get on the stage with the artist too um but yeah that's interesting he's he's definitely yeah so Thank you so much, Jing. Thank you for all of that insight. and.
1: Um, oh, it's been an honor to yeah, be here. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. Do you want to say anything about your album to people who have not listened to it yet and uh, why they should listen to it and where they can find you as well?
1: Um, if you if you just like your ears to be tickled, um, I <laughs> strongly recommend my own uh, album, Amadori Honkadori. Hunk- mm-hmm. And it's pretty much on um, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes, um, as well as in um, in the Korean uh, websites as mm-hmm. well, melon and cacao. Um, and if you really, really want to um, uh, do the, these kinds of uh, things, um, I really strongly recommend it because it's a it's a really liberating creative process.
0: Nice. Last question: What did your family and friends think about the about you doing this?
1: Oh, they think. Well, they're proud of me. They're proud of uh, you. Yeah, yeah, including my friends. Good. Um, but um, it's it's a it's more of something that I did it did for myself I feel it's yeah
0: honestly in the end that's all kind of really matters and then everyone else begins to see it Um, yeah so yeah thank you so much Jang really uh for your insight and uh telling us about literally every intricacy of your album I feel like that's something so rare that maybe a lot of people sometimes don't want to reveal too much but I feel like Mm -hmm. you you gave us a lot of really honest uh, thoughts and opinions on your process. So really appreciate it. Also learned a little bit about rock today that I had Mm -hmm. no idea about, so very much appreciated. Sure, my pleasure. Yes, Um, if you guys are listening to this, then if you're a returning listener, you know where to find us. But if you are not, if you are new to this podcast, you can find Revolutionize the Stage on Venue Live's YouTube. The video version of this podcast will be on our YouTube channel. And you can find and listen to Revolutionize the Stage on Spotify, Apple, uh we are on actually some korean sites we're on uh naver audio clip and we are on patbang and then we're also on uh, all the american or international podcasting sites um you can follow us on twitter or instagram at rev the stage pod it will come up here if you're watching the video rev T-H-E-S-T-A-G-E-P-O-D, Rev The Stage Pod. Um, and, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much, Jang. Thank and you we for will... having me. Yes, of yeah. course. And we will see you guys next week.
1: Bye. You. This is Jang, and um, this is straight out from my album, uh, I'm Hunka Hunkadori. It's called Mad Lip. <laughs> Sadly, only life ain't quite what I realized was. Can't help seeking endless flavor. See the matte lip dance like a tool that's vanished.